West Ham one, Tottenham nil, and folks, we are down, down bad on this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, you are joined by your hosts, Michael Ramirez and my boy, Jacob Wallraven. Hey, 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 how we doing? Not so good on my not, end. Not but, so good. Uh, how you not doing? Not so good, my friend. Not so good. Yes, folks, West Ham won, Tottenham nil, goal scored by Mikhail Antonio of the Hammers in the 72nd minute of the match that was played on Sunday morning. And yeah, folks, we are down bad on this podcast today. Um, Question, are we down worse than Tottenham? Yes, because half of our players don't care. But fourth Derby defeat this season already, outscored 10 to 1 in Derby matches as well, Jacob. I don't I don't really know what much else to say that we haven't already said before, my friend, but Ten. it's unacceptable. You have Crystal Palace, Arsenal, now West Ham, and Chelsea. All four losses. And like I said, we only scored one goal in all four of those matches combined as well. London Derby, no London Derby. It it doesn't matter to me. Like I'm not there in London. What matters to me is what you do. And, I mean, we could chalk it up to, hey, maybe Nuno just fucking can't perform under pressure of a London Derby. Maybe that is a factor. Or maybe just against better teams, he sucks. Maybe it's the same thing. I mean, Jose Mourinho, he couldn't beat West Ham. We tied and lost. So, for me... He beat him on his debut match. I'm talking about last year. Yeah, last year. The year in which we fired the Jose... The legendary Jose Mourinho, might I add. Um, no, it, it's just... See, the team... Okay, see, now you threw me off. The team that he, he did beat was a completely different team. Mikel Antonio was. was still wearing number 30. And until and Alderweireld and Vertonghen were still our center backs. This is a different Spurs squad. This is a different everything, right? So, um, But last year, last year, we did not perform well, um, regardless where we were. Or who was in charge last year against West Ham? We did not perform well. I was not expecting us. To, I was thinking maybe a one-one draw. Honestly, two-one was my hope. But like, like we saw, it's just it's just disappointing, man. It's just god awful performances. Looks like no one cares. You say we're down bad, worse than the team, and you're probably right because shit, we actually care, you know. Some yeah, man, fucking sucks. It does, and you know to rub salt in the wound you go back to our game against Vitesse in midweek in the conference league and you look at the 11 that started on west against west ham at west ham everyone was rested didn't even travel to to the netherlands for that match in the midweek they they had an entire week off to just train and focus on just the west ham game and then they come out with this shit and it looks like we don't even have a game plan it's it, it just baffles me man this is why nuno said that he left those players in London for this match. He was looking ahead. He even said it in his press conference midweek. And I was okay with it. I know people were were criticizing him a little bit for essentially making a two-tier squad, basically saying, yeah, this is the second team. They're going to go out there and perform, and we're resting our first team that's going to start Mm -hmm. in a big derby match against West Ham. But to be honest, if it meant that we were going to smash West Ham on the road in the in the London Stadium, hell yeah, dude. Give me more. 
I'll, mm. I'll be glad to make a two tier system. If it means that we're going to win the ones that are important, you know what I mean? But like you said, it's disappointing. One nil zero shots in the second half, zero creativity. Once again, we did have a few bright moments in the first half, few chances, but none of them were converted. And it's, it's like the same old thing that we've been seeing over and over again in big matches this season and important matches this season. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, how Spursy is it that we rested an entire 11, right, for a league match game? We rested them for a, a conference league game, lost that conference league game with the backups, and then we lose the game that we are resting for. I mean, you draw it up, you can't paint a, a, a shittier Bob Ross painting than, than that. I mean, I think we're all pretty not pleased right now i mean i know i would say like 75 percent of spurs twitter is talking nuno out already i mean you i don't know if you want to speak on how you feel about it but me man we fire him who the hell was it ryan mason again we i mean i just don't see the benefit i think just let him ride it out and we who do we have better that could come in i just don't know yeah it's an interesting question. Let's go over the 11 first before we get into Nuno talk, because I do want to get into that as well. Um, but like we said, starting 11, the same one as last weekend in the Premier League. Hugo in net, Emerson at right back, Romero and Dyer in the middle with Regulon rounding out the the, uh, the back four. Hoybier and Skippy to uh, to anchor the midfield behind Endom Thickcock. And then you had Sonny, Lucas, and Kane up top. Not good enough. Absolutely not good enough. There were, I could pick out maybe one or two players that had decent games this weekend. The rest were absolutely fucking terrible. Sonny had a good chance in the first half, wasn't converted. Kane had a, a nice header in the first half, wasn't converted. And then Skippy had like a half chance mm-hmm. in the second half, which, I mean, he's, he's not going to be, he's not scoring, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. And more importantly, it's another defeat in a Derby match. And like we said, fourth Derby defeat already this season. And we're not even at the end of October yet. We haven't even reached November 1st yet. And there's already four Derby defeats. You would think you would win at least two of those being Crystal Palace and then West Ham. This was definitely winnable. By no means was West Ham that great in really many facets of the game on Sunday. But we were just worse. It was embarrassing. We were just worse. And you you can look you look at the Antonio goal and Harry Kane. First of all, Harry Kane's marking Mikhail Antonio instead of I would assume I would put, you know, you would want to put Romero, some a, a big body and a strong physical guy, aggressive guy like Romero on him. Kane's marking him. Hoybeer and Skip run into each other as the ball's whipped in. They miss the ball. Regulon's ball staring, Sonny's ball staring, and Kane just has a late-ass fucking reaction. And Antonio, Antonio's flick of a, of a, of a toe is in, is in the back of the net. What I'm going to say about uh, Hoybier and Oliver Skip colliding, that just shows you they're on the same page, baby. They both go on the same. They're like okay, the wrong page. Go- they're on the wrong page. But they're on the same page together. They're on the wrong page. Yeah, they're on the wrong same page. They're on the, yeah, the wrong same page together. And to me, I can sleep well at night knowing that because not only, I mean, this is something else that I was thinking about. West Ham, that they finished above us last season. Like, let's not act like we're a better team than them. I mean, I know we feel that way. 
I know when it comes to like pride and all the other shit you want to combine onto it. But at the end of the day, bro, last year in the Premier League, we finished below them. So coming into this, a draw for me was good. I felt like a one-one draw. They were they were they were hitting some good stride. Mikel Antonio take nothing away from the man. He's a fucking beast. And he just wanted it more. You saw it. You saw the replay. I mean, yes, we had players running into each other, other players playing each other. But at the end of the day, bro, on a set piece, you're marking a man. Like, you're marking that man. That's your man. I don't care who's jumping and flying around you. Like, it just laid up to his feet, and he just tapped it in. It wasn't even like he out got out muscled. He was jumping in the air trying to block something. Bro, he just was uninterested, in my opinion. He just looked uninterested. The man that you're marking, mano e mano, and you just let it go like that. Like to me, bro, that pissed me off. I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there. I wake up early for this game, and this is what I see. I mean, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not just mad at Harry Kane. I'm mad at a lot of people. But like I said, you know, when we look at this eleven, this is a strong eleven. This is what we said, arguably, is our strongest eleven, yep. and it's just not good enough. It's just not fucking good enough and like that's the that's the worst part is because when you play a team like west ham you feel like okay yeah this is definitely three points and then we just give away three points to me how do we give those three points away one instance one instance of the game okay it's not the whole game the whole game doesn't just fall on the lack of harry kane or you know his lack of effort the whole game doesn't just rest on that one moment in my opinion but in that one moment he was uninterested and we got fucking scored on. And if you do that to me, you got to go down and you got to get one of your own. I mean, you're Harry Kane, bro. Like you are Tottenham. We move. If you move, if you're in the squad, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Anyway, yeah. that's my it's, rant. That's how I feel. It's disappointing, man. Um, You know, we can talk about the goal, but we can also talk about the lack of goals. From all of our attackers. Exactly. Lucas exactly. was absolutely shambolic, gave away possession so many times in our own half. Sonny outside of that one decent chance. Hard. Yeah. Sonny outside of that decent chance in the first half, nothing. And Harry Kane, besides that one header in the first half, nothing. And Ombele, I thought was decent, half decent, I guess. Um, we didn't see him track back as much as we've been used to in in recent memory this season. And the, the midfield overall just looks out of sync right now, man. They just don't look like they're on the, like they're all synchronized. If you know, if you, if you get my gist, like the midfield, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't really know what to say anymore. We've tried so many different combinations with this midfield. And to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's just not good enough. And I know you talked about the team overall, obviously not being good enough, but there's something about the midfield, man, that's just not it for me. And to be honest, I can't really quite put my tongue on what it is. We love Endom Thickcock, love him. He was, like I said, I, I thought he played half decent against West Ham. Still wasn't good, nearly good enough, obviously, to expectation. Skippy, not one of his best performances, but... It is what it is. And then I could say the same with Hoybeer. I don't know, man. I don't know what Nuno's going to have to do to fix this midfield to get it humming again and to where 
it's going to be that free flowing and rock solid midfield that we've been used to under the, the peak poach years, but he's got to do something, man. It's not good enough. And as for the attack, I don't know what they're doing in training, bro, but they look like half the time that they're on the attack and they're on the break. They have no idea what to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying. It looks like everyone's on their own page doing their own damn thing up there. And that's the thing that's so disappointing is, I mean, Luke, Lucas Mora, like I'm a big Lucas Mora fan, but I've been saying we need to bring a new winger in and have Lucas Mora come off off the bench for us. I mean, I think that's the best look for the guy because we see when he puts in these long performances, there's just too many times like an Eric Lamella, you'd say to yourself, man, what the hell was he trying to do there? Like I get not what was he trying to do, but just rather like, why are you trying that? You know, and it's real boggling. And and to me, you also got to bring into question the substitutions and when the substitutions are made, bro. You bring Steven Bergvine on in the 90th minute, 91st minute, you give him literally two, three minutes to do anything. I mean, bro, it hasn't been working. It wasn't working the entire second half, bro. 75th minute. If you're not making subs at that point, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I don't know what you think is going to happen. I know what he's doing. It's called new, no subbing, new, no subs, (laughs) new, no substitutions. (laughs) The man doesn't fucking make subs, man. He wants to bring on Lo Celso and heal when the game's already over. Like, let's be real. It it was already over. He should have made that change in like the 65th minute when nothing was going right to start the second half and then you're also 60th minute even you're playing him at a left wing back brian heel you know what i'm saying like you brought him in to cover reggie yeah him and him and skip were covering reggie reggie spot after he got yanked i don't know man i don't know i I mean obviously look obviously it's better than than davies let's be honest i'd i would rather see someone out there than fucking davies but that's besides the point i mean fucking hell Fucking hell. Like, I, I, it's usually easy, right? We can say, oh, Ben Davies. I mean, we could usually even say, oh, Eric Dyer. I mean, Eric yep. Dyer, maybe he should have been the one to put his big ass up on Mikel Antonio. You know what I'm Him saying? Him or Romero. Someone who actually is interested in the fucking game. Someone who's not living half their brain in Manchester. Yeah. So, to me, it's just a f- complete failure. And it starts at the top, bro. And shit rolls downhill. You know what I'm saying? You don't piss upstream. So Nuno fucked it up. Then I think Harry Kane and our attack fucked it up. I think our midfield then was fucking shit up, which then led to our back line doing what our back line does. And Romero, I thought, had a great game. Come on, little Harry Kane. That's nice. He looks like he's got, like, Marilyn Manson lipstick on. I know, for real. And then I have this Deli Alley one, too. Rip Deli Alley. He's fucking ass now, too. Bro, he looks like uh, what's that boxer's name? Uh, I digress, but man, I just think, like I said, it's gonna roll downhill, and we were just rolling completely downhill, in my opinion. I really thought more out of out of our squad, and it's just disappointing. Disappointing. Not a lot of hope. I don't even think if we make big moves in the transfer window, I don't even think that that's going to help. I don't think sacking the manager helps. Um, I'll tell you one thing I am getting sick and fucking tired of people acting like we actually were a realistic landing spot for Antonio Conte. Like 
people still are acting like, if, oh, if we had this guy, we could have done that. And to me, the dude said, no, it's time to yeah. move on. You know what I'm saying? I've been arguing with people since since Sunday on Twitter, just like, bro, move on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, every Spurs Twitter site, website, whatever you want to call it, like they're all just tweeting reminiscent stuff and very ambiguous stuff. And it's just like where we're at right now is not fun. I'm not enjoying Spurs Twitter. I'm not enjoying Spurs football. It's just tough times, tough times in Tottenham. It fucking is, man. And, um, you know, it's with all this manager talk and especially with what's going on on the red side of Manchester as well. Um, you know, I, I did have to sit back and think about, you know, who we actually would go for if he did get sacked. I'm just not sure at this point, man. Um, people have been bringing up the River Plate manager um, out in Argentina, but I don't know, man. I don't know if that would even be plausible. You know, I was a big fan of Eric Ten Hag of Ajax. He's been, his team's been killing it so far this year, even in the Champions League. I'm just kind of, I've been kind of reminiscing on the summer transfer window and the whole manager saga and just, you know, kind of trying to think about what our team would look like if we had done things a little bit differently, if we had signed another center back to challenge Dyer for a first team spot, if we had signed another creative midfielder to push Endombele, if we had signed a quality backup striker to push Kane, if we had signed another winger that's better than Lucas Morris, Steven Bergvine, and Brian Hill, that's ready to contend in the Premier League right now as a solid starting right winger. I don't know. It's it's baffling. It all it all comes back to the summer, man. We've said it on this pod and and on the live streams before that we were not satisfied with our summer transfer window. I was half satisfied. I I still and, and I said it since the summer. We need another center back other than Romero. We need another center back other than Romero. We need another creative midfielder to push Endombele, and we definitely definitely needed a backup striker. I have no idea why it was so difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. And it, co- it comes back to Daniel Levy, it comes back to, to Enoch, and it comes back to Paratici. Sorry. Paratici. Paratici. It comes back to Paratici not doing fucking shit after signing Romero. They have, in my opinion, oh, man. He got Royale. It, he did, but like I said, there was so many more different holes that we needed filled that were, yeah. yeah, like we, don't get me wrong. I wanted, you know, Emerson, I thought that's a, that's a good signing. Let's wait to see, you know, how he develops, what kind of player he develops into. I thought, I thought it was a, a solid signing, but like we had said, when he was signed, we need more and we didn't get more on deadline day. So in my opinion, that board and the transfer, the transfer department at Tottenham, they better be ready when the when the transfer window opens in January, because they need to do some f- serious fucking business in January. When that window opens, I want to see players sold, and I want see I want to see players um, brought in. I there is no way that we are making top four now, in my opinion. No, no fucking shot. 
I say chalk this season up now. Go as deep as you can in these cup matches and in the conference league. And start rebuilding. This is a rebuild season. I hate that this is where we're at, man. I really hate that this is where we're at. At this point, I, I seriously want to see them try to sell Kane in January. Oh, talk Get to him you, out if he's you. not if he's not interested, like he hasn't been, or like he has, like he has been not interested this season. No, sorry, I'm done. I'm done watching it. I'm done watching all of these performances, and I'm done watching the mediocrity that's in our club. Could you imagine if we had signed Bruno Fernandez instead of Giovanni Lo Celso? Who are we going to sign other than Davinson Sanchez? Well, that was years ago, but I felt like there we was were like also a big center back that we were going to sign instead. We Screenier could have been it. We were going to sign Screenier that summer as well. We were going to sign Dybala. We were going to sign Grealish the summer before that for 20, 20 like two million, twenty three million pounds. I do not enjoy watching him play. Doesn't matter, bro. Lie. He would immediately jump into our eleven, and he would immediately make us better. Yeah, he'd also immediately be holding on to that ball for 18 touches. Don't care. We'd be a better team. I'm just <laughs> saying, if, if you get these players in, if if Levy had nutted up and actually had a pair of nuts, then this team would be totally different right now. And we, we would not have and we would not have Nuno as manager. But yeah, we have our, stadium, right? Stadium. We have we have the NFL now, right? Look at our stadium though. I saw the picture of the – did you see the picture of the club shop the other day? And it was NFL uniforms. Yeah, I did. Embarrassing, man. Embarrassing. I mean, from where I come from, bro, I worked for the Dallas Cowboys for six years. In, well, like five, six years. And their pro shop was just a constant sellout, like, of whatever the fuck was going on. So, yeah. to me, bro, it, it just looks exactly the same. Like, the business model is brand first like actual competition next you know cowboys are brand first tottenham is money first it's daniel levy first bro but money he puts himself in. before the club jerry jerry jones making money too oh i know i know but i i think they're they're slightly different and also that we haven't won anything in forever and the cowboys actually won something in nine in the 90s I think the, the wasn't the last trophy before 08. It was in like the 80s, right? It was a while ago for Tottenham. I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. It's, 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 it's it is what it is at this point, man. Yeah, it's just fucking disappointing at this point. You want to get into some fan questions? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's start off with uh, good old Stelios from Tottenham away. You want to read it off? Stelios. How about you read off the first one, and then I have a hypothetical question for you um, as well afterwards. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Stelios Tottenham away says, which players from the starting aren't good enough? So I'll go first. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the 11, like I said, was Lloris, Emerson, Romero, Dyer, Reggie, Hoybier, Skippy, Endombele, Sonny, Lucas, and Kane. The players who are not good enough in this 11 are Dyer, Regulon, and Lucas. Not good enough. I think, obviously, Hugo Hugo had a decent game. He had a decent game. 
And I thought so did Romero. I thought the battle between Romero and Antonio was very fun to watch. And Hugo made some really impressive saves in goal against mm-hmm. West Ham. Emerson, I still like Emerson. I think I do think he's good enough. I think that he's developing and he's also producing at the same time. I think we we have our guy at the back with Romero, man. He is fucking massive. And he is so fucking talented, so fucking good. He's definitely good enough. Dyer, get him the fuck out. Get him out of my 11. He needs to be starting in games against Vitesse and not West Ham. Backup, backup center back, fine, whatever. If it was up to me, he would not be in this in the squad mm-hmm. at this point. Reggie, I had alluded to it earlier this season, man, and then I kind of shut up about it because he had put in, he had put up some some impressive performances. But Sunday really showed, I guess, the the worst parts of his game. The 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 mistakes, the the boneheaded plays that he sometimes makes, boneheaded decisions. Mm-hmm. He was not good enough on Sunday. And at this point, man, that's why I'm saying I think we need to sign another left back too at some point, either in January or in the summer. So he could really have some some real competition at left back. Because, dude, let's be honest. Who is anyone actually pushing him for that left back spot right now? No. There's no well, fucking shot Davies is pushing him for the left back spot. Real quick, I want to touch on your left back thing you got going on here with Reggion. To me, like, I agree. We need someone there. And I was really excited for Ryan Sesignon. I really thought that he could come in and, and – push Reggion. I didn't think he'd be a starter. He's still injured, by the way. I forgot I, to mention yeah, I saw the, that the injury updates. I think that was the only one, though, right? Was was Yeah, a, apparently Doughboy is, is fit for the match tomorrow. Fuck off, And Doughboy. I think that was the only two really on the injury report, because Bergvine's back already, so... I'm going to put yeah. it this way. We better go out there. I, I think back to your left-back situation... Like Ben Davies is just god awful. Region is just so raw. He's he has talent. He has some skill attributes, and he has a lot that I think he can offer. It's just too often. I think you're right. It's just boneheadedness, it's the youngness. I mean, I don't know if it's a experience. Yeah, he, right. I don't know if it's an immaturity thing, but like he's been with us for a little bit now, and it's time to start seeing some of that go away. And unfortunately, we haven't. And I think that's what's leading. I still have some faith in Sergi, though. Don't get me wrong. I still have some faith in him. I still think that he can offer at least a lot more than anything we've got at the left back. Um, that's just my personal opinion. But our back line just never going to be what we want if we are constantly playing Eric Dyer or Davinson Sanchez, unfortunately. Yeah. And then the other one I had was Lucas, and we had already talked about it, how if he was just fucking terrible on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have slightly more than a handful of those performances every season from Lucas. That's just kind of the reality that we've come to accept at this point. And um, I'm throwing in Kane in there as well. Mm-hmm. Not good enough at all. Not good enough at all. And I would say that his ass needs to be benched um, be, well, because it, it does. He deserves to be benched. But 
obviously there, then you have to ask the question about who the fuck is going to replace him up top. And yeah, you could say Sonny, but then you have a winger dilemma and you don't have enough wingers for you to, to push Sonny up top. If one of those wingers is going to be Lucas Moore, like I said, it's not good enough. It's not good enough anymore. And Nuno, you can tell that Nuno doesn't trust really any of his other players besides that 11 that played because of how often he makes subs or how often he doesn't make subs. And I think that's a good segue into the thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Just kind of where we're at with Nuno, really. Like, how are we feeling? Because right now I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't want him to get sacked personally. I don't think that that's going to improve us in any way. I think it's just going to further solidify this, this shit standard that we're in until, until we get the player refresh that we're hoping for. So for me, I want to ask you, what do you think should be the move? We, okay. We play Burnley. All right. They're bottom half premier league team that is a should you should win that right in my opinion you should go out with a pretty strong 11 if not your your strongest 11 and just see what you got because it's a premier league opponent yeah burnley's in the relegation zone man they haven't won a game this year really if we lose to them it's going to be embarrassing i thought norwich was the only club that hasn't won yet no norwich newcastle and um burnley they have not won yet in the mud so and actually in the mud, yeah. I mean, you saw against Newcastle, we squeaked out a win. So to me, it's another, if you squeak out a win, we're still going to be in the same boat. But if we win, say we win, and then we also beat Manchester United, all right, is everything fixed? Is everything okay? Because tell me how you're feeling about Nuno and then what it would take. I mean, if he gets two straight wins, does that help feel any better about him? I just don't think he's uh, – I I talked about it a few weeks ago about how I was going to be patient because of how the Pochettino era kind of unfolded back in the day. But, uh, dude, from what I'm seeing from these tactics or lack thereof, I don't think he uh, – I don't think he's the man for the job. I I've come to the conclusion that he's just not, man. He's not good enough. And that was the other point that I was going to make for – for our last um, our last topic of who's not good enough, neither is the manager. The manager is not good enough to be managing this team. Um, we still have a negative four goal differential, and we've only scored nine goals this season. We're averaging one goal per, per game this season. That is embarrassing. You know, that is something that I was going to bring up to you, okay? Because if you look at the, say, top eight teams, they're all in positive goal differential, if not at zero, with this, which is Brighton, and they're ahead of us because of our goal differential. But everyone else, even the teams below us, have a positive goal differential. And I thought that that speaks very much about just the state of Spurs and just kind of where we're at in general. Like, we have negative four goal differential. Man United and Everton in seventh and eighth, but behind us, both of them have a positive one. And then if you yep. look just two spots ahead of us, it's plus six. And then a spot ahead of that, it's plus 16. And then plus 21. And it's like... Those top three are in a league of their own, though. Let's be honest. Chelsea, Liverpool, and City are above the rest right now. It's and, them three and everyone else. Well, come on, then. Number four seems open. Let's go. Number four, dude. If 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 Ollie is sacked, 
by Man United and they bring in Conte, you can kiss the fourth spot goodbye too. Because once they get an actual competent manager in there, I'm sure they'll be just fine. Oh, and then Leicester has been playing below par this year. I think they're better than us. Arsenal, they might be better than us this season. West Ham is better than us this season. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Stop right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said Arsenal's better than us? Come on. They're shittier than us. We're shit, but they're shittier. Come on. We're both shit, but dude. But which shit's more shit? Dog shit. Okay. I think I, we might be a little bit more dog shit, and I'm being very, very unbiased. Like, would you rather have dog shit or some dude who's been eating McDonald's for a month? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not, I'm not saying that I want to support Arsenal by any means. I'm just saying, dude, we're dog shit. We are fucking dog shit. I, I honestly think this is the record for most profanity used in an episode by us from both ends. Dog meat. <laughs> dog shit. We're so bad. We're so but bad. Yeah, man. It's uh oh. All right. I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we can uh uh preview Burnley real quick and then wrap up the pod. Mm-hmm. If you could bring back one player, one Tottenham player who played in the last 10 years for the club, who would it be and why? There's two choices that really stand out to me, and three if I dig deeper into my minimal Spurs knowledge, okay. Um, first off, I think Christian Erickson, just what he brought to us was game changing. And we saw that and we've failed to replace that. So I'd say Christian Erickson, I mean, he, he wanted to leave. So, you know, fair play to him, but I would say Christian Erickson would be my number one. And then I would say behind him, I don't know. I like all the things I've seen from, uh, Trippier, Trippier, how, how you say that? Trippier. Trippier. Uh, I, I've seen so many good things from what I've seen from him as well as uh, a player that is now on the top of his game, Kyle Walker. I, I think he's a really great right back, um, at least pace wise. So, and he starts for the national team, if I'm not mistaken, he did for the Euros. So for me, those would be the three that I'd go with. But I think if I had to pick one out of all of them, just because like for this squad that we have right now, definitely Christian Erickson. Definitely not going to be a right back because we got plenty of those. Yeah. I said Christian Erickson um, just because of how much he could create just on his own, how much space he could create for other people. Um, how many chances would just come out of nothing when his, when his foot was on, or excuse me, when the, when the ball was on his foot, the other one that I saw a lot of that I agreed with was Musa Dembele. He was an absolute tank in the middle of our midfield during our peak poach years. And then uh, Gareth Bale was my third one, man. Mm-hmm. If, if you could bring Gareth Bale, prime Gareth Bale, peak Gareth Bale from Tottenham into this team from 2013, 2012. Whew. Goddamn. Um, Gareth but, Bale was something else. That what? A Mohawk Gareth, Mohawk Gareth Bale. The, the Fohawk. Fohawk Gareth Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Fohawk I was Gareth say. Bale. Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, I, w- I was thinking of those three. And then I, I had to think about Alderweireld or Vertonghen as well. Because when they were at their peak, there wasn't now, a better bring, center back partnership in the that's world. That's what I was going to say. If you could bring two at once, I would bring two, them If two. I could bring two at once, I would bring Vertonghen and Ericsson. I would bring Vertonghen and Ericsson. Vertonghen to play left center back alongside Romero 
and Erickson to play as the number 10 role with Endombele in a little bit of a deeper role. Okay. I'll and I would play a diamond midfield with Kane and Son up top, like we used to back in the day. When we used to have Dembele, Wanyama, Dyer, and Erickson, or excuse me, yeah. And then, uh, well, it depended. We would switch them out, but Delhi would get in there also, and then Son and Kane would be in the attack. And, ugh, fucking nut right now, just thinking about it. Good yeah, time. man. It, it got me a little sad thinking about that question the other day, but it's definitely one worth asking mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. So Nuno claims that this this match tomorrow, we're recording this on a Tuesday, Wednesday's match against Burnley in the Carabao Cup, according to Nuno, is a cup final. So, Jacob, I ask you, okay, if this is a cup final, who are you starting against Burnley tomorrow? All right. I'm going Hugo Lloris in that. haven't seen enough from Golini. Um, actually, I've seen not good from Golini. So not great. If I this is say. a cup, I mean, we're going cup final mentality. Cup final me, mentality. Hugo Lloris. This is according to Nuno. Remember, this is a cup final, so we're treating this as a cup final. I'm going Hugo Lloris in that. I'm going um, Royale at the right back, and then I'm going Tanganga at the right center back. And I'm going Romero at the left center back. And Sergio Arreguillon at the left center back. Or left back, excuse me. And then I think Hoybier Skip offer us our best defensive help. Um, and I would honestly, like, stop them from pushing up the field. And I would have fucking Son and Lucas. Or actually, I'm going to go Son and uh, Bergvine and, and Indombele kind of the three midfielders, but I'd kind of have them working back more to pick up the ball from Ollie and Hoybier while Harry Kane kind of runs um, kind of in behind the, the defense there. Cause so you're starting Delhi? No, in Dombele. Oh, you Dombele. said Ali. I did? Just no, in the I last sentence, no you Deli, said Ali. I, I saw some video of Delhi Ali training, bro. He couldn't even keep up with the trainer. Come on, he ain't playing against Burnley. Rip. He only mm-hmm. costs five mil. Hey, we've no, got I five wouldn't start Delhi either. Uh, he he's not making the squad, bro. He's not coming on as a sub neither. Um, I just think it's done. I think he's done. I think it's over. Uh, I think he needs a change of scenery. He's too comfy. He's always posting workout pics. Like, bro, quit working out. Run. Like, s- stop it. What are you doing? Yeah. So, that's my eleven. Um. No, no alley in Dombele. I said I have Bergvine, Son, and Indombele, uh, kind of playing as three mid and just like working, working back for the ball rather than having Hoybier or Ollie's push up with the ball. Just because oh, that's I, that's what I got confused with. You're calling Ollie, Skip, Ollie like yeah. Oliver, Ollie. Okay, gotcha. My my bad, my bad. Thanks for clearing that up, though. Gotcha. But no, that I mean, I think that offers us the best for what we got right now until at least after this transfer window. What about you? What's, what do you got? Um, I got Hugo in that. I have Emerson, Romero, Tanganga, and Reggie in the back line. I have Hoybier and Skip in the middle with Endombele. And I have uh, Heel, or excuse me, Bergvine, Sonny, and Kane. Okay. I mean, I mean, who else are you going to fucking play? Maybe Los Celso can get in there, but dude, 
He's just a totally different player for us than what he is for Argentina. It's ridiculous. The man's practically messy for Argentina, and he doesn't do anything for us. I don't understand. I know know it's partially Nuno to blame as well just because of where he plays him, but, dude, it's just weird. It doesn't work. It's not working. We've seen it not even just with Nuno, but... I think with uh, with Jose too, he struggled to kind of get the best out of Gio. I think we just can't get the best out of him. I don't know if it's English football or what. He's just not like you see sparkles and sprinkles of of great things, or or his head's in the right area, so you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But for me, Nas just he's. I, I just don't think he'll work. I just don't think he works with us. Yeah. How are you feeling about this match, my friend? Not good emotionally, but I will say that it's a must win. Must win. We got a big one tomorrow just because it is a cup match. Losing to Burnley, getting knocked out by Burnley in the Carabao Cup would be so embarrassing. And let's not forget we have a big one this weekend as well on Saturday. Um, Man United at home. I'm going to call them from now on on the pod, Penchester Poonited. I respect it. Just letting you know. like that's... But that's another big one. Um, people are calling it El Sackigo. Who's going to get the sack first, Nuno or, or uh, Ole Gunnar Skullshire? We'll fucking see. May I, I texted uh, my friend Fetty the other day. It was his birthday. I think it was, was it yesterday or the day before? I, th- I think they had already played Liverpool. And I said, hey, man, happy birthday, lad. May the shittier team lose on Saturday. Be interesting to see who that is because right now I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I would say us. Don't get it twisted, bro. The only reason that they got spanked, that United got spanked 5-0, was because they were playing probably the best team in the league this season. Liverpool is on another fucking level right now. And let me tell you, I am not looking forward to facing them whatsoever. It's a good thing we don't play them until December because... Holy shit, they look so good. But I, I think Man United would have beat West Ham on Sunday. You think so? Yeah. They have Ronaldo, bro. I mean, I'm just saying the reason why they lost so bad was because they, they were just playing the best team in the league. I think also their their starting formation was a little questionable. Yeah, that's but that's because their manager fucking sucks. But my He's take so on out that, of his depth. My take on the whole, you know, El Sagico. I mean, I feel bad for both these people's families. Like we saw with uh, Steve Bruce at Newcastle, just kind of the abuse he faces. Imagine what it's like for his kids going to school, bro. Like just constantly getting dog shot on. Like no one wants that. So I feel bad for both of them just because also I've seen some really nasty things on Twitter about Nuno, like talking about his kids and shit. Like, bro. Oh, I haven't seen any of that. That's that's messed up. Someone, I mean, just real quick not our source at whoever the fuck not our source i want to say it was not our source but someone did say i saw someone like posted a thing of like oh nuno has three kids and his his tweet was it's about to be two oh my god come on bro like it's not that serious like at the end of the day if we lose i still hope nuno and his family love each other with the most love that they can that's how i feel yeah i wish they would love each other not in our club though yeah, also, we need to pull it together. We need to pull it together. Offer me someone yeah. that's better better than Nuno, and I'll get on the Nuno out. But as of right now, I'm not there. Ten Hag, 
Pochettino. Ten Hag ain't coming. And then coming, that River bro. Plate. Ten Hag nah, ain't, he ain't none of them are coming. I honestly don't know who the next manager for Tottenham is going to be unless Pochettino gets sacked. But see, that's my point. Like, I feel like everyone, not everyone, but just like from what I've seen, I've seen so much people just talking about managers we're not going to get, bro. And yep. like, you can say Nuno out all day, but until you offer me a realistic replacement that's like legitimately realistic, I mean, I, it's just not going to happen, bro. You know, actually, there is one scenario that I could picture, and it's if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't get signed by Newcastle before then, I think Daniel Daniel Levy will have a talk with Paratici, because obviously the Nuno the Nuno appointment was was uh, Paratici's. It wasn't Levy's. I think Levy, if if Nuno gets sacked, I think he brings in Paulo Fonseca. I think we might get the funds. No, 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 no. Because it's who he originally wanted, who him and Steve Hitchin originally wanted, until Paratici gave his influence, and that's why we got Nuno. I would not be surprised if we fired Nuno. If we did fire Nuno, we would go for our original um, plan that that Daniel Levy had. I mean, on one end, I can say, like, okay, he was a preferred choice before Nuno, but on the other hand, I could say there's a reason this man ain't got a job. Yeah, but he might be going to Newcastle soon. We'll see. We will see. Go, go to Newcastle. Give us a long. I, uh, I'm not feeling too good about tomorrow either, man. But I think we're still gonna win like two one or like three two or something. Actually, uh, we we won't score. We won't score three goals. It'll be like one nil or two one. They might get an own goal. Maybe, maybe. Score prediction. Two one. I'm gonna say two one also. Us, yeah, it's not gonna be pretty by any means either. It's gonna be shit. Yeah, it's gonna be shit. Can't be worse than what we saw on Sunday though. Mm, I don't know. Don't uh, don't tempt uh, them. Don't put it out there on. because you it can always get worse. Trust me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank come you guys on. so much for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. As always, please follow us on Spotify, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're interested in joining our Patreon, any donations would be greatly appreciated. And uh, thank you guys for your engagement, your continued engagement on social media. Love the love the engagement on on Twitter um, that we've been getting over the past few weeks. Please keep it up. Any as always, any fan questions or comments that you guys have, um, please send them in. Add us on at uspursofa on Twitter, and uh, you can also leave comments under our YouTube page as well. And uh, if you do have anything, as always, please let us know. But yeah, guys, thank you guys for joining us once also, again. Also, real quick, want to plug um, next Friday as well as every Friday, noon 30 Mountain Standard Time. So if you're Central, that's uh, 1.30 p.m. If you're in the U.K., Great Britain, I don't know what you call it anymore, but if you're there, that's, what, 7.30 p.m.? So Yep, 7.30 uh, p.m. for the live stream. Friday on Tottenham Away's YouTube channel, hosted by either the both of us or one of us or none of us, both of us this week okay okay let's go let's go big announcement you said it on the pod so like it's it's, yeah. it's set now yeah i'll be live once again from a hotel room the old hotel room god i fucking hate it man i fucking hate it but as always up the lads and jacob come on you spurs come on you spurs we'll talk to you after burnley see you next time